You're listening to the Maniverse Podcast with your host, Tom Traplin, and this is session number 114. Hey, welcome back to the Maniverse Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Traplin, and this is the podcast where we explore what it takes to build a successful, friendly local game store. But before we jump into things, Q4 is coming, and uh, I'm looking for more game store owners to feature on the podcast. Uh, so if you get an email or a phone call from me in the near future... Uh, don't be too surprised. And if you want a chance to tell the story of your game store and get featured on the podcast, I would love a chance to talk with you. Send me an email at tom at com, and you could be my next featured guest on the podcast. I'm also looking for a few more stores that want to make the end of 2022 their best quarter yet. I am opening up a few more slots for clients of the Maniverse Marketing Agency this month, so if you're either in the startup phase of opening up your game store and you want to kick things off with a powerful digital marketing strategy that's been proven to attract customers and drive sales from day one, or you're an established game store that wants to expand operations and use digital strategies like email marketing and paid advertising to grow rapidly, let's chat. Uh, Go to maniversesaga.com forward slash MMA, and we'll put together a custom Q4 marketing plan for your business and then talk about how we can make it happen for you. All right, so today we're talking about an article recently published by Polygon titled, Long live the friendly local tabletop game store. I'm not going to read the whole thing in its entirety, but I definitely recommend you check it out. Uh, So the link will be included in the show notes. Go to maniversesaga.com and check that out. Uh, So the article starts out, and I quote, It's not exactly a hot take to point out that retail stores are having a rough go of things lately. That goes double for a niche offering like an independent board game retailer or FLGS, friendly local game store, as they are commonly referred to within the tabletop hobby. Online retailers have for years represented the most significant threat to the FLGS, and it's not hard to see why. They typically offer lower prices, wider inventories, and the convenience of being able to buy games in your pajamas. And if a tabletop gamer does venture into an actual brick-and-mortar business, they are often able to find a product they want in the ever-growing board game sections at Target, Walmart, and Barnes & Noble. Big box stores pushing into the hobby game market with the same techniques they used to annihilate so many other retail sectors. That these big box stores are themselves rapidly seeding ground to mega e-tailers like Amazon might feel karmic, but it's cold comfort for the FLGS that is now being undercut twice. Meanwhile, the explosion of crowdfunding and direct publisher e-commerce has left retail stores out of the customer loop entirely, especially when it comes to the splashiest and buzziest new releases. Many campaigns offer retailer tiers, but they require a cash-strapped store to pre-order a game that has at best barely left the design stage, meaning it will be months to potentially years before a return can be earned. And to top it all off, a certain uh, recent and still ongoing pandemic sent foot traffic through the floor, shuttering retailers of non-essential goods for weeks, months, or more, many of which, despite heroic efforts by the industry, never reopened. So that's the bad news. Friendly local game stores, already operating on margins as thin as 5-10%, to have struggled in the last decade, and especially the last two years. And it seems likely many won't survive another 10 years of ever-stiffening competition, pandemic waves, and the customer and publisher habits that have developed and calcified as a result. Those that are still here in another decade will have succeeded despite formidable odds and trends. But if retail is dying, tabletop gaming is still a growing market. If anything, the pandemic has been a shot of adrenaline in the much-chronicled gaming renaissance. 
that's seen the hobby as a whole grow and broaden. So from the ashes of all those shuttered and soon-to-shutter FLGSs, a new form of tabletop retail business is rising up. Let's call them FLGCs, Friendly Local Game Cafes. And FLGC is basically half coffee shop, half tabletop gamer's paradise. And there are already more than 800 scattered around the world. Guests enjoy food or drinks as they crack open any of the hundreds of games available from a carefully curated lending library. Uh, if they love the game, they can usually buy a brand new copy from the register, or behind the register, but that's not really the point. End quote. And the article goes on considerably much further from there, and it, it has uh, uh, contains an interview with Snakes and Lattes and... Uh, perspectives of the game cafe and it's a very it's a good article i definitely recommend you read it and I, I i want this episode to be a conversation starter so before i share my shots i'm gonna share my my thought my shots before i share my thoughts i encourage you uh, to let me know what you think you know jump in in the comments or let me know on facebook or send me an email even do you think the game cafe is the model of the future is strictly being a retail game store eventually going to be non-viable over the next decade? Let me know. Let me know. I've, I want you to like pause and write, write out your thoughts right now and then, and then come back because I, I, I want an untainted perspective. Uh, but So that being said, now that you're here, we're, we're going to do this. Uh, I've got two thoughts on this particular idea that I think are relevant. Uh, the first is that game cafes are awesome, like flat out. If you have the skill set and the experience to create a game cafe model business and all of the other variables, you know, they line up like location and funding uh, and employees and training and all the stuff that you need to make a, a cafe and a kitchen actually work properly, uh, then I think it's probably one of the best long-term ways to go. You know, when done correctly, a game cafe has a broader market appeal and it makes it easier to bring in more mainstream customers that the standard game store model would struggle to attract. And personally, it's the kind of experience that I prefer. I've had several game cafe owners featured on the podcast, and they are a very different beast from a retail operation, but they seem to be very well positioned to thrive in the coming years when, when done well. So there's that. Game cafes are definitely the bomb, and if you can do it and you can pull it off and it's good and it's effective and you know, you, you've got a good business model and a, and a good management style that fits the, the way the business runs and you, you know, you've got all those things lined up for you, then it's definitely worth the effort. It's, it's definitely a satisfying and a, and a good business to be in. So the article is correct in that sense, in that game, game cafes are uh, definitely something you, you know, you should consider if you can make it work. Uh, the second part is that the standard, or the second thought, is that the standard retail model is going to struggle if it doesn't adapt. That part, I think, is true. Stores that don't take their businesses online, either using a platform like Shopify or Big Commerce, are restricting themselves to their local populations, and they will always face challenges when it comes to growing sales. Even if you just sell online, like regionally, like in your state or in your local area within a certain certain uh, distance, there's a massive opportunity for game stores to reach customers that they wouldn't otherwise have by getting online and leveraging things like Google Shopping, which I've seen from my clients to be extraordinarily effective if you have the operation to support it. Uh, that being said, stores don't have to jump into selling 
and shipping to take advantage of the trend into e-commerce. You know, there are plenty of game stores that just use an online selling platform just to be more convenient to their local customers, you know, with like in-store pickup options and pre-orders and, and event bookings and stuff like that. Uh, digital marketing strategies like email and paid ads are insanely effective even for strictly in-person retail locations, you know, like clothing stores, pizza sh shops, jewelers, like that kind of stuff. They all use digital marketing to reach new customers, and there's no reason that game stores can't join the party. So uh, essentially, I think that the FLGS, the standard version of the local game store, uh, I don't think it's doomed. But there are definitely some bumpy roads ahead in the coming years for stores that don't change their strategy and adapt to the new digital environment. And then, yes, I think game, game cafes are the bomb if you can pull one off. Uh, though I do believe the article notes that if you are uh, in currently running a standard model game store business, uh, transitioning into a game cafe is extremely difficult without like completely closing things down and opening up a new location and kind of starting things off from scratch. The transition is hard, you know, bolting on a kitchen into a, uh, into a retail location and changing the model. That that's a challenge. And I definitely think that is the case. Uh, so if you know something that you are considering, or if you're thinking about a game store and you're kind of like, ah, oh, you know, which way am I going to go? Uh, Maybe do your research and see if that's something that you want to start things off with and if you have the funding to make it work and you can, you know, again, you can line things up so that you can uh, have everything that you need to build that kind of a business from the beginning, then uh, that's definitely something I would seriously consider. Uh, but yeah, so that's it for today. So it's a shorter episode than usual, but that's cool. You know, not every podcast has to be an hour long. Uh, and make sure that you do check out the article. Uh, the link, again, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, you know, I'll post it with the, uh, the link on Facebook as well. Uh, but make sure you check out the article, give it a read, and then let me know what you think. And finally, if you want to get a custom digital marketing plan for your game store, you know, go to maniversesaga.com forward slash MMA. And that's it for today's episode of the Maniverse Podcast. First time in a while, but, uh, you know, don't, I will be publishing many more podcasts coming up in the near future. Uh, more interviews, more reads and thoughts, and more reviews and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, keep an eye on your your feed or keep an eye on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you're listening to this. You know, just, uh, just know that more stuff will be coming soon. Uh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date whenever I upload. And if you like what you hear, you know, it would be awesome if you, <laughs> if you gave me a quick five-star review on iTunes, all that stuff. Uh, helps considerably in making, you know, getting the show a little bit more exposure and hopefully getting, in, getting into the ears of a few more game store owners. But thanks again for listening to today's show. I'm Tom Traplin. I've been your host. And I will talk to you again in the next episode of the Maniverse Podcast.